Are you tired of unresolved loops going over and over in your mind, in your heart, in your emotions? Are you curious to know what it really takes to break a pattern, any pattern in your life and heal from it? Then my friends, this episode is for you because we're going to dive deep. And it's my invitation to you on how to work together. If you want to change your life, sometimes we need a little help. Here's how we do it. Let's get started. You're listening to Body Transformation. ET, come back home to your soul. I'm your host, Johanna Bradford. If you are an awakened soul who's seeking wisdom and spiritual guidance from myself and other spiritual leaders and coaches, then you're in the right place. We got you. Are you ready? Let's get started. The path to breaking any unresolved loop in your life, a repeated pattern, a trauma, a hurt, is to go within. Have you ever heard of the term, you have to feel it to heal it? This would be an example. Take grief, for instance. Grief is a mother. It's not up and down, it's all over the place, and it can be from one minute to the hour to the day, all at once, consuming, suffocating. And it can also be beautiful and celebratory, bittersweet. It's many things, but the only way through grief, which is the example I'm using today, is that you absolutely have to heal it. And the only way to heal it is to feel. Let's be honest here. Grief never truly goes away, in my personal experience and opinion. You just get better at managing it. You get better at healing it and navigating it. And the dull ache gets less over time. But if you don't take the time to address that pain, that hurt, that trauma, whatever it is that occurred, and left its mark on you, you will always have that continuous loop. You have to address things. Face it head on. Once you face it head on, quite frankly, I will admit, in my personal experience, I have been astounded at how non-scary it was once I faced that demon or that trauma, if you will. In fact, Shining light on it immediately gave me relief. Telling the story, sharing, just sharing it, being witnessed, being heard. That's so important. I recently did a crossover reading for dear friends of mine in their time of need. And it was palpable, their pain. But in the gift that I have, I was able to connect with the person that crossed over and help them so that they weren't stuck in between realms. And the courage these individuals had in their most heightened, all-consuming grief was magnificent. 
as much as they were hurting, they wanted peace and they wanted peace for the loved one that crossed over. And it was a beautiful and an honor to witness and to see them through that. And it really got me thinking about human condition and how in our human condition, there are several things that happen. One, we act like our pain is so unique, so special. And we get to a point where we're in love with it. If we don't have that, what are we without that story, without that pain, that one thing that helps define who we are because it means we're a survivor. And I see this trend happening in the spiritual realm as well. I'm a survivor and I've done this and I've done that. And it is, everyone is a survivor. Let's be honest. It's not unique. It's not special. It's just the human condition. But what I'm witnessing with this trend are two things. One, people are in love with their pain. They are. They wear it like a badge of honor when it doesn't have to be that way. Why would you ever want to be defined by what happened to you or that pain? Because you're so much more than that one thing. You're not a victim and you aren't defined by what happened to you. The other thing I see happening with this aspect is that in the spiritual realm in particular, I see folks awakening and enlightening, but what they aren't doing is actually going deeper than and facing things. They're skirting the issue or they're looking for a bypass. And I hate to break it to you, my darlings. There is no break. There's no break. There's no bypass. There's no way around it. You have to feel it to heal it. You have to be willing to do the work. This is the work, by the way. When you hear that term, you have to do the work. The work is just facing it, owning your shit, taking complete responsibility for your participation in something, no matter if it happened to you or you were a bystander or whatever the situation is, you made an agreement at your soul level to be involved in one way or another. Now, I know that will ruffle feathers, but hear me out. If we truly are, and we are, the creators of our universe, then we absolutely are making agreements with every person, every being we come into contact with. And every action we have has a consequence. And those consequences can be something that enriches us, enlivens us. Even if it hurts, even if it's painful, if we're able to sit with it in the moment and recognize it for what it is, it eases the suffering. I kid you not. Whereas if we run from it and deny it and take up a coping mechanism that's not so healthy, from drinking, drugs, TV, shopping, sex, what have you, eating, all those different addictions that we have to not feel the one thing that we absolutely need to feel 
then it just becomes muddy and clouded. And guess what? It comes back. And you know that I'm speaking not just from experience, but you've experienced this as well. The universe will continue to redirect us until we do sit with it. And by that, oh my God, by that time, it's just not fun. (laughs) You're getting a big old smackdown from the uni and no one really wants that, but sometimes it's necessary. Now, in another episode, I share my big bad secret, the one that I was absolutely utterly changed by. I mean, it shaped and shifted my life so much at the soul level, I actually lost a fragment of my soul. Now it's been since repaired. How do I know this? Akashic Record readings. And as a result, I did so much work on this human plane in the 3D, trying to remedy that emotional and psychological damage, spiritual damage. And I did a pretty darn good job, but sometimes we need a little help, don't we? I know I'm going off a little bit, but my point is it took 20-some years for me to face that. But when I faced it and I told my story and I actually found people that were willing to listen and witness me, my bond with those individuals grew. There wasn't judgment. The more okay I became with it, I was unshakable, and it didn't matter what other people thought. It never should matter what other people think when it comes to what you've done in your past. It's not up to them to judge you. And if you're with someone, whether it's family members, friends, or a significant other, coworkers, if they're willing to judge you, I would encourage you to question whether those people are of significant value to your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Spiritual even, too. Is it really, do you really want people around like that? I don't. Because I guarantee if someone's judging the heck out of you like that, they have big skeletons in their closet, too. But... I share this with you is there is a point and the point is by not facing our demons, our issues, our traumas and healing them, we very much create a loop. And the trauma or the issue, whatever it is, the incident, it does not have to be a major thing. It could be a flippant comment that somebody said, but it just stuck in your craw. And now It's looping over and over and over in your head. Every time we revisit, this is the way our unconscious mind is wired, our conscious mind also. Every time we revisit a memory, it gets distorted. So the pain becomes bigger, or if we are trying to minimize it, it becomes smaller and smaller. And the facts get muddied a little. It's just the way our brain is. Which is interesting to me because that helps us understand why it's so difficult for people to face the trauma, to let a trauma go. And in working with the unconscious mind and doing hypnosis, it's so powerful. Because your unconscious mind 
if the participant is open, willing, and suggestible, and believe me, when it comes to hypnosis, the person who is being hypnotized is entirely in control. They're the ones who either want this or don't. It's not like what you see in the movie. So please disregard that and educate yourself and know that what you see in the movies is not fact by any means. So if we're able to understand that an incident occurred, it could be something we witness, something we hear, we experience, it creates a blip, we'll say that, and that will be the all-encompassing issue. And that blip creates emotional turmoil of some sort. If it is unresolved and unhealed, it creates a loop because we go back to it and back to it and back to it and back to it, trying to figure out. There's nothing, which if you think about it, is quite ridiculous because there's nothing we can do. We can't undo that thing. It happened. And every second, we're getting further away from it happening. There is in the... And NIH publication for mental health, this article that talks about the difference between a failure or something not coming to fruition, a disappointment, we'll say, versus a milestone in someone's life. And the time spent on either of those trying to come to terms or process with it. So when it comes to a milestone and we're supposed to be celebrating these things, we're talking like graduated from high school, from college, getting married, having a child, buying a house, first major job, first promotion, yada, yada, yada. We spend less than three minutes. Less than three minutes celebrating a milestone. Less than three minutes celebrating a milestone. Whereas if something is a disappointment or a failure or simply didn't come to fruition, we will spend an average of three weeks going over and over and over that thing, lamenting about it, examining, analyzing every detail, making ourselves sick for what? That's a choice. And whether you agree with me or not doesn't mean that it's not true. The difference is awareness that it's a choice because it very much is a choice. Before you're aware, you're on autopilot. Now, knowing that awareness now, why would you choose to lament and analyze and go over something ad nauseum that makes you feel like shit that you can't do about. And really all that's needed is a change in perspective. Why would you torture yourself versus celebrate a milestone or any little thing in your life? Because there is something every single day to celebrate. There is something every single day to acknowledge yourself for. It is a choice in how you spend a day, how you have a mood. You are an agent of free will, my darling. 
And as an agent of free will, you have choice in so many things. Why would you choose anything less than feeling good? Why would you choose anything less than what truly lights you up, excites you, puts your soul on fire, if you will, enriches you, makes you warm and fuzzy? Look at animals, for example. Do you think that they're in a constant loop of disappointment, a constant loop of torturing themselves over something? No. If they're abused, that's a whole nother thing in another show. But that's not what we're talking about. For the sake of it, animals are exactly who they are, no matter what, in any circumstance. And they don't beat themselves up. They don't overanalyze. They let things go. And they keep trying until they get it. That is a perfect example of how to be, how to live, how to exist. They're not worried about a loop. They're not worried about something that happened when they were a puppy or a birdling or a kitten or what have you. They are in the moment focusing on what feels good. They are high vibrational beings. And they're not distorting things in their mind by revisiting (laughs) memory all the time. Lamenting about how, like, they couldn't jump over the fence, you know? (laughs) Can't jump over it now? I'm going to keep trying. They'll figure it out. That is such a wonderful, radical example of how to live your life is to watch animals. It's such a beautiful example and reminder every single day. They eat when they're hungry. They don't overeat, undereat. They go to sleep when they're tired. They wake up when they're not. They play. They lay in the sun. They meditate. They get affection when they want it. I mean, it's a pretty simple way to live, but man, that's the good stuff. And guess what? They're already in it all the time. And what do I mean by that? They're feeling it. And because they're feeling every aspect of their life, the moments are significant and celebratory all the time. So there is no loop. And it's a choice. The only time I've ever seen a really grumpy animal is when they literally don't feel good. And I mean, that's like they're in some serious pain. Or they're scared because they've been abused or whatnot. And it's entirely possible to undo those, to teach them to trust and love again and to heal them. Absolutely, just like it is with humans. So I share all this with you because it's such an important topic. If you have a loop that you absolutely have tried and cannot get out of, you think you're doing all the stuff, right? Strategies other people have taught you, meditations, retreats, hell, if you've even done plant medicine, 
and there's an aspect that you just can't quite understand, let's have an Akashic Record reading. Let's have a quantum healing. Sometimes we need help from someone who has skills or expertise that we do not. And this is why I love what I do. And I have lots of referrals from people, word of mouth. This is why I talk about transformation. There is nothing more exciting to me in the world than for people to transmute and transform all that doesn't serve them in the sense that they remember who they truly are. They just forgot along the way because of conditioning, of learning, upbringing, experiences, what have you. But the minute they have true healing, multidimensional healing, because let's be honest, you cannot just tackle an issue from one dimension. You can't just tackle it in the 3D. It has to be from the root of the issue, which is always in the mind. Everything starts with the mind, and that leads to feelings, and that leads to an action or behavior. Why do you think hypnotherapy works? Why do you think meditations and affirmations work? When they are combined with other modalities. If you just do the mind first and only, it'll shift, but it's going to take a lot longer than it would just with shifting the mind versus shifting like on a physical level. Like if you have a runner and you want them to lose weight, if you just keep them running, 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 they're going to physically lose weight at some point. But once that stops, if you haven't addressed the mind and the emotional aspect, it will absolutely come back and then some. Weight loss, first of all, that's the most ridiculous thing ever because that's a contradiction. Our mind cannot comprehend loss with a positive thing. So the term weight loss is counterproductive. You have to say release or something more positive in that regard because it's never about the weight. It's always an emotional and psychological issue, always. And if we think about that, and we think about manifestation, and we think about the placebo effect, and we think about how powerful hypnotherapy is, why the hell are we not trusting how powerful our mind is? Because our imagination is everything. We can create worlds with our mind. So why are we limiting ourselves by focusing on a loop? that we absolutely can have healed and transmuted and transform into a completely new person who we are meant to be just by transforming that. So simple. It has to be multidimensional. That's the only type of healing that truly transmutes quickly and transforms rapidly. And I'm not, I mean, it could take weeks. It could take months for some people, but that's better than years or decades Why do you think psychedelics are so successful? 
The only thing about psychedelics is them being not regulated. If you are not in a good place or with people that you feel safe or with people that are skilled and trained in how to address any issue that may come up, then you're taking a risk. But if you are in a space where you're doing psychedelics and you are in a space that is with trained professionals or individuals that are healers of the greatest and highest good and really understand and have studied how this works for medicinal purposes, for deep, deep transformational healing, then you're going to be in the right place. You're going to have a great, great sacred experience. All of the modalities I have mentioned are sacred. They're powerful. And every single one of them, when it comes to the mind and emotions and spirit, are absolutely quantum field based. Quantum really deals with all the things you can't see. It's all the energetic things. It's a question I get asked about a lot. And people, like, imagine people in white lab coats doing all these tests. That's not necessarily true for quantum. We know that a particle exists because we've been able to prove it and people believe in it, but they can't see it with their physical eye. We know that music exists because it's about sound and we have developed machines to measure and record sound waves and identify them. So we know they exist. We can't see them with our physical eye. You can feel someone's vibe. Oh, they have a positive vibe or a negative vibe. Animals certainly are in tune to all of those as well. So if your animal does not like someone, pay attention. I've never understood why there are people who are like, oh, my cat or my dog doesn't like my boyfriend, so I'm going to get rid of the animal. Are you freaking kidding me? Goodbye, boyfriend. Yeah. So take lessons from animals and realize that any healing that you want to have done, if you want true, lasting, rapid results, A, you've got to be willing. B, you have to approach it from a multidimensional aspect. C, we need to find individuals like me that can help you that are skilled, that love what they do, and that know what they're doing. Otherwise, you're just going to keep looping. You have to go within. It's about self-love at the deepest, if I'm honest. It's about loving yourself through all the sticky bits, right? I mean, what a beautiful thing to just trust yourself, to love yourself, to honor yourself, to really like who you are, sticky bits and all, because that's who you were as a child. And my job is to help restore your memory, to remember who you were, who you are. So if that's of interest to you, click on the link in the bio in the show notes. 
and let's talk, my darling. Because you deserve to be healed. If you enjoyed today's episode of Unresolved Recurring Loops and how to heal it, you gotta feel it, then I encourage you to click on the link in the show notes in the bio if you're interested in learning more about how to work with me. This is your host, Johanna Bradford with Embody Transformation. That's it for today. We'll see you next time. Bye, darlings.